This is a HeadGum Podcast. The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Welcome to Robot Congress. I am Ryan Morrison, joined as always by Austin Hoffman on the East and Ali Rothman on the West. Although, the except not the this week. How's Florida? We're both east. It is. It is sticky out. Sticky. That is how I would describe Florida you as can, well. You can cut the air. Yes. Uh, Austin, <laughs> how's New York holding up without me? Uh, New York is fantastic without you, but it would be even better. If you were here, because then I could go out and enjoy a fantastic bacon and cheese sandwich uh, from a uh, pickup, not not eating there, of course. On a bagel. And we would get it on a roll because we are intelligent people. Uh, No, we would get it on a roll. And for any listeners uh, that are listening to this uh, a year or years in the future, this is still going on during the coronavirus outbreak. And Austin, what are we talking about this week? It's fun to sing at the DMCA. That is correct. (laughs) We are talking about the DMCA. This episode of Robot Congress has been silenced due to DMCA requests. That's right. Twitch is on fire. Just like YouTube was on fire a few months ago, a year ago, whenever it was. But eventually it was going to happen that the rights holders of various IP realize that most of the internet is making their livelihoods off of their stuff and they're not getting a cut of it. So cut to today. We have everyone working from home. We have the attorneys working from home. We have the brand enforcement specialists working from home. We have the musicians working from home. And everyone's sitting there as their kids tugging on their jeans saying, (laughs) Papa, Papa, please let me on the computer so I can watch the Twitch. (laughs) And eventually they yield because they can't take it anymore. They can't review another contract. They want to let little Timmy just use the computer and watch XQC (laughs) Who or whoever they're looking at, a positive, upstanding role model. And the kid sits down and watches it. Then the father goes to the kitchen and he's cooking dinner for the family. When, what's that? He hears a song. It's Nelly's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Nelly has more than one great hit. Oh, uh, yeah, two. Austin, sing a Nelly song. <laughs> My name is Nelly and I sing songs. I make up songs that you like to hear on the radio or wherever. Obviously, everyone knows that great Nelly hit. And it's unmistakable. He, the father hears Nelly's beautiful lyrics come out like that. And he says, what's this? Is my son watching music? He runs in the other room and on the stream in the background, he hears another song. It's Sia. You get cheap thrills because that's the name of the song and I don't know the lyrics. Oh, breathe me. That's a song that I have done. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) And that undeniable tone and beauty that is Sia's voice shatters his eardrums and he knocks Timmy out of the chair, throws him in the other room and says, you don't move a muscle. He runs in the other room and he calls his boss, Ted. Hello, Ted here. You won't believe it. (laughs) There's music on the internet. We thought we got it all with Napster. But there's another opportunity to be rich. And here we are. One meeting later, one boardroom full of rich idiots sit down and they realize they can destroy the internet with a few simple DMCAs. And like that, they just delegate down to people who don't know what Twitch is either. And they send out copious amounts of takedowns. 
lots of legal threats, ruining the livelihood of some streamers, threatening the future of others. Twitch is just like any other platform where they have so much user-generated content that they cannot possibly keep up with it. So they rely on the DMCA protection. And the way they get that protection is by having to take things down immediately when the rights holder reports them. We've now seen, as a result, chaos. People are blaming Twitch. People are harking back to YouTube and blaming them somehow. People are cursing the record labels. People are insulting individual artists who lost the rights to their songs years ago. But most importantly, people are calling for a friend, a lawyer friend, Noah Downs. Noah, thank you for joining us on the show this week. Hello. That, segue. that is the best segue i've ever heard well done and i'm happy to be here so noah's an associate at morrison rothman the firm run by myself ryan morrison and austin rothman and he is here (laughs) as our music expert and and for real though noah noah made a name for himself in music he started early in his career working with twitch streamers to help clear these songs in the background of their streams so that they can actually stream safely and, and kind of understand their rights. I still think that most of, of the Twitch community does not know where music rights start and end. And we're going to be talking about a couple of things this show. We're going to be talking about A, what's going on, B, what we think we can do about it as a community. Maybe we'll save that for D. So A is what's going on. D is what we can do about it as a community. B is the difference between in-game music, such as the Grand Theft Auto radio station, and a streamer playing a different game and having Spotify on in the background. And C is going to be... uh, Austin, help me. I don't have a C. Uh, What if you have... Oh, okay. You're playing a game, and the game has licensed music, but the licensed music expired from the game, and you're playing the old game before... Uh, Ah, the Alan Wake controversy. Yes, the Alan Wake. Throw that in, too. Well played, Austin. You always think of news stories you didn't know were things but you (laughs) nailed it again so noah first and foremost a a lot of people who listen to this know you as my lawyer friend on twitter my lawyer friend on twitch the reason we went and and hired you is you've been a huge ally to indie game developers creators and people in this space that really you know don't have the money or resources to defend themselves but but deserve the same rights as everyone else uh tell us a little bit about your your origin story yeah, so when I first came into the space, I was actually came in working with a company called 99 Lives, which is a music label that was built from the ground up to help streamers. Um, and so my my friend McLaffy Taffy, who is a professional streamer, partnered streamer on Twitch. Humble uh, brag for knowing McLaffy Taffy. Hey, I mean, he's a big <laughs> deal. And so uh, Taffy brought me in and said, hey, I'm working with this label. They need a lawyer. They need some help. Um, do you know music law? And I said, boy, do I. Uh, and so history was made. I, I started working with them from that project at 99 Lives, sprouted Pretzel Rocks, which is a well-known tool today um, that is a music player for streamers to use while they're live streaming, uh, similar to Spotify, but it's stream safe. So uh, through that process, I l- was learning a lot about Twitch during that time and the laws behind Twitch and applying it directly into the music and copyright realm. And so... It was actually how you and I first met. And the first time I ever came on Robot Congress was to talk about Twitch and music. Um, And I think this is the first time I've been on Robot Congress since that first appearance. 
I think that's true. And and that was before Ali's time when this show used was, to be good. I was about to welcome you back, but uh, <laughs> I never welcomed you to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, this is, this is kind of how I really came into the space. And now I do other things as well, but this is where I come back to roost and this is my home. So the first thing first to set the ground here is to really understand that every single part of Twitch is infringing. Everything. I don't want to hear the words fair use. I don't want to hear the words license. I don't want to hear anything. I want to start from the basics before we get to any of that, that everything on Twitch is infringing, or at least let's call it the act of streaming is infringing. You taking someone else's game and going and streaming to a public to make money doing it is without a doubt infringing. Is it fair use? We'll talk about that later, but it is absolutely infringing. You being on stream, just talking, have a glass of whiskey, talking to your audience about the day that you're having, a new very popular genre on Twitch, that's infringing. The music in the background, you don't have a right to play. That is not something you have a license to. All games have a terms of service, a privacy policy, and a EULA, an end user license agreement. And that says if you can or cannot stream their game, if you can do it for commercial use, if you can't, a million other things in there that are worth looking at and understanding and knowing. And again, we've gone over a lot of that in the past when talking about modding games or add-ons or things like that. For this in particular, there is usually a clause on whether or not you can stream the game. However, not always. And oftentimes, even if it says you can't, that's never enforced. And the reason is fairly simple. We've seen it twice. One was Persona 5 and one was Nintendo's Happy High Five Mickey Mouse Mario Dance Party. (laughs) (laughs) which I believe was called Nintendo Streaming Club or something like that. Persona 5 was critically acclaimed. Everyone was excited about this game, except me, who I still don't really understand what it is. I think it's a dating simulator. I don't know. (laughs) I know the characters in Smash Brothers now. Please don't unsubscribe. I swear I'll play it eventually. But that game was beloved. And they came out with a lot of rules. They said, hey, you can stream our game. In fact, we would love if you stream our game. But But don't stream past this part. Exactly. They said you can't stream five hours in, whatever the actual numbers were. They said you can't stream past a certain point. You cannot stream and give spoilers. They wanted people to play the game themselves. So obviously the internet reacted totally reasonably and they said, okay, we respect that as a creator and we'll follow your license. That's right. You own the game. So, I mean, really, we we should uh, listen to what you have to say. No, actually, that's not what happened at all. What actually happened was the internet went nuts, as they normally do, and they caved. That's right. They removed all streaming rules, and they said, just kidding, just kidding. Please, please, please buy our game. Stop hating us. Stop leaving bad reviews. That's another episode we'll get into, because review bombing a company just because you disagree with a marketing strategy is not the right thing to do to a a game that many people wound up enjoying and loving. But regardless... I I would say it was the right thing to do in the case of the Sonic movie. (laughs) That... that, (laughs) I Allie, still think slamming that classic Sonic movie. I still that, was, think that would have been an abomination otherwise. No, it really could have been a legit marketing plan. You really you make a terrible trailer. I would have not seen the Sonic movie if not for that, how it all played out. And it wound up being one of my summer favorites, a Morrison pick, if you will. Well, is that because you didn't go to any other summer movies because of COVID? I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was tied up. <laughs> Persona 5 had rules. The internet said, no thanks. And those rules went goodbye. So again, here we are. Twitch doing what it wants and not Twitch. None of this is Twitch. We keep saying Twitch. It's the streamers on Twitch and it's Twitch not having to negotiate a license because they have all these people streaming on it. It's it's a win-win for everybody, including Persona 5, because then more people saw the game and went out and got it. 
And I know it's a meme to say get paid an exposure, but it works a little bit on Twitch. When you have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people streaming your game, you push more products. I don't That's know, not- Ryan. I don't think I have to play Persona if I've watched my favorite streamer beat Persona. And you're not wrong that I know you're joking, but that's actually a counter argument. There was a story that Dragon Cancer, I believe was the name of it, about oh. a father made as a tribute to his son who passed away from cancer. Beautiful game, artistic, amazing thing. And no one bought it because they watched streamers play it start to finish. And it was a short enough game. They didn't have to go replay it themselves. So there is an argument for that. And that that father made one of the most critically acclaimed games of that year and made no money off of it. Or you could be Nintendo, where you make a deal. People can stream my games. I'm Nintendo, big Nintendo, but they have to pay me 20% of what they make. And then, you know, we're all cool, yo. You're me, Nintendo. Why can't you be like Sonic? Except no, that's not what happened. <laughs> we can just make a clip of Allie saying that. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, guess what actually happened? The again. internet went crazy, and Nintendo revoked the rule. And again, the Nintendo Happy High Five Club is is no longer with us. And I like your original still, name better. I don't remember. And people are still <laughs> streaming Nintendo games, Honky Dory, Happy Days. And again, the internet showed we don't care what your EULA says. We're going to do what we want. And Nintendo caved because they didn't want the PR battle. Persona 5 caved because they didn't want the PR battle. You know who doesn't care if you hate them? Evil record labels. That's right. (laughs) So Noah, take us to today. (laughs) What songs are they going after? Is it all songs? Is it all record labels working together? What is happening? Yeah, Noah, school us. I will school you, kind of like the school of rock. Now that was terrible. Um, Um, No, so over the weekend, we noticed a lot of streamers saying, hey, I got a DMCA. Hey, I got a DMCA. Um, A few people posted pictures of the DMCA notices they received. Some streamers received multiple notices, and some received three at once, got three strikes on their channel, and got banned. Um, Yeah, it's it's bad. That's that's a streamer's livelihood if they get banned. And we support that. No we, more streamers. No, no more streamers. <laughs> oh, God. No. Just stop oh. it. No, I oh. don't support that. I love my streamers. Um, but so what ended up happening was, you know, you go through and look at the actual DMCAs, and it's most of them came from the RIAA. Um, and the Recreational so the, Institute for Advanced Arts. All right, keep no, Austin, just keep riffing. Come up with four of them, and then we'll use the best. Uh, the Rotary Imbecilic. Crap, what are the other letters? Uh, Aerial Aviation. Thank you. Uh, The Ravioli Incumbent Aggravation Association. I think I'm using Why wouldn't it be the Ravioli Italian something? Because I don't want to just. Ravioli Italian American A. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. No, no, actually, it's it's the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, And so they they own all microphones. Basically, yeah, no, that's wrong. Um, (laughs) Basically, what they did was they came in and they said, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of music that's being played. People are inside streaming more. So we're going to test the waters here. And they turned on enforcement for a selection of songs, not their entire catalog, but a selection of songs. And it was like kicking a hornet's nest. That selection of songs hit streamers really hard you're talking about streamers who use spotify on their streams to play ariana grande or if you're talking about streamers who you know have a pandora playlist just randomly in the background um these streamers received bans and 
came from VODs and clips of their old streams. Nothing happened to streamers that were live at the time because they were live at the time. It was from old content they created. So you started to see all these streamers freaking out, and the common uh, advice was, oh my god, they've you know issued a DMCA against a clip on my channel. I need to go through all my old, delete all my VODs, delete all the clips that came from those VODs, basically scrub seven or eight years of history from a channel, which is heartbreaking. Um, but it's the only way they know to make sure that their old content's gone. And it's the only way today. But I mean, Austin, it would seriously be like if somebody came and said, hey, you have to delete the first half of, of Robot Congress. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine if that happened? Remember when I did that? It would by be accident? great because I wasn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of those are deleted. I lost most of them when I moved and, and my hard drive fell in a puddle of damnation. Yes, and we have a few uh, scanned archived episodes from your recovery, which are, of course, entitled Rocco Classico. So, Noah, is this people streaming music in the background, or is this people playing the game and the music in the game is causing the takedowns? This is people streaming music in the background. In a very few rare cases, it could be the actual, you know, in-game music, but that is that is not what I've seen so far. This what is about, live and, DJ. And not to, yeah, not to not to set you up with a question and then disagree, but I've seen a couple of from Just Dance and Rock Band. Uh, so oh, I believe, Just Dance. I wasn't even thinking about those. Yeah, yeah. So there there are some happening for both, and it's it's different arguments, which is interesting. <laughs> Uh, what, what's, what's most interesting here oh, for, before we get there and the RIAA is, is the group that basically enforces the rights of various record labels and many music rights holders. And they go around and they say, Hey, you puff daddy doesn't have time for you. Give me $5 <laughs> so I can give him four of them. What? And that's what happens when they hear classic, beautiful music that everyone knows the lyrics to and recognizes like Madonna. Because I'm Madonna, and all of my music has my name in it, even if you don't notice it, Madonna. Exactly. If it's all like that, I hope it gets stricken. Noah, how could the RIAA do this? Well, that's pretty simple, actually, Austin. It's because the people that were streaming these songs didn't have the rights to be streaming these songs. So the reason they don't have the right to stream this stuff is because they have not received the proper synchronization licenses. If you think about copyright as it relates to music, you've got two different sets of rights holders. You've got the person who records the music, your recording artist. And so they create the masters. That is what you hear on the radio. That is what you're hearing over the stream. But there's also the underlying compositions, which relates to the writers. The people actually wrote the music. In some cases, that'll be the same person. But in other cases... You like in a lot of Drake tracks, you'll find that there's over 50 different rights holders. Is that because Drake's a talentless hack? I thought you were going to say like Britney Spears. <laughs> no, we're going with something more current. Well, yeah, Britney's, Allie, wait relevant. Say Britney's totally relevant. Britney's, Britney's not relevant. You just live next to her museum. Uh, Britney's but, uh, super relevant. And I see her dancing on TikTok. Yeah, she's all right. Britney's sure trying to be. We're not doing this. Uh, but but anyway. It's very much like our episode last week on the Happy Birthday song. There was two copyrights. There was the song, the underlying music, and the lyrics. And that's why it was hard to figure out who actually owned the thing. And it turns out it wasn't ever Fridays. Thank you. <laughs> TGI. Oh. TGI Fridays. Yeah. So what you need is a synchronization license, which is one of the most valuable rights that a rights holder can have. Because that's the right that you need, for example, if Honda comes to you and wants to do a Civic commercial with your song. You can charge an oodle of money for that. Don't ask me what an oodle is, because I'm it's not one sure. Oodle. It's, it's, uh, one oodle is, a po- is approximately $14,983. If it costs okay, that good. many oodles for a Civic, how much does it cost for like a Rolls Royce? 
I don't, don't know. know. I, I'm not well versed in the oodles. You don't currently. see those commercials, Allie. <laughs> and so, because they're so valuable, it's really difficult to secure these licenses. However, that's what you need. Now, the simplest thing to do is to stream without music, but that's boring because then people are just listening to you all day. And they're just watching me dance. How are they supposed to enjoy themselves if they watch me dance without music? I stream without music. Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) And so a lot of people, what they do is they turn to royalty-free or quote-unquote copyright-free, which is a whole other podcast. Uh, Well, an important note on that is everything on YouTube or Spotify that in the title says royalty free usually isn't don't just right. trust guy who uploaded song that's the same as when yeah. you go see star wars and he writes not my copyright yeah we know i don't intend any copyright infringement with this no copyright intended what happens is you download a bunch of those tracks and you put them into for example winamp and you play the same 20 songs in the background of your stream every single day if it's you're annoying. sponsored by winamp you're required to tell us by law I'm not sponsored by Winamp. Um, <laughs> and so the first time I've heard uh, from Winamp in a long time. That's what I mean. Like, who's bringing back Winamp on this podcast? It's the one with the llama. What? The one with the llama. It has like it's like the their old like uh, catch catchphrase would be like Winamp, the thing with the llama, and it would make a llama noise. A lot of people, instead of downloading songs and putting them into Winamp, turn to resources like Spotify because they think, I pay for Spotify, so why not use it? And that is why they're getting DMCAs. Right. And just I, I had so many people tweet at me this weekend, I pay for Spotify. Why don't I get the license for this? Well, that's why. We just explained it. Also, kudos, Austin. It is the one with the llama. Just Googled it. So good memory. Allie, so w- what Noah just described gives you a right here it gives these rights holder the ability to say that's infringement but again we say it all the time what is the dmca what's the process look like and why is twitch taking down all of these videos without considering fair use or talking to the user twitch is in a unique position like like other companies like youtube like ebay any company that that really thrives off of user generated content which is all twitch is The purpose of the DMCA was to protect these third-party service providers who can't possibly enforce against all infringement on its platform. There's just too much. Again, it's all user-generated. So how can they possibly police all of it on their own? It's just too heavy a burden. The government basically enacted a tattletale system. Uh, You don't have to police (laughs) yourself, but if someone tells on one of your users, you have to react immediately. Yeah. That's exactly it. So when a, a, a rights owner submits what's called a DMCA notification, a complaint, essentially, they identify who's doing it, what they're doing, and Twitch is required to act. They're required to take down that content. So that's exactly what Twitch did here in this situation. All of these DMCA notifications came in and all of the content was taken down. And they have to. Again, they have to. They don't have to make it three strikes and you're out like Twitch and YouTube do. However. They, they do have to strike repeat infringers and they all agreed and it has become industry standard that three strikes you're out. We don't know what the number is that's too many, but we know 12 is too many. So there's only one piece of case law I'm familiar with and it says 12 DMCAs against the same user was too many and now you're liable for not terminating them. So Twitch and YouTube play it extra safe and it's three strikes you're out. The other thing to remember is that under the DMCA, the only thing that you can do as a streamer in this situation is file a counter notification and say, nope, you're wrong. I'm not actually infringing or I... Or what I'm doing is under fair use, right? Because that's a defense. 
that's where you would put that forth. Exactly. Austin, you are a lawyer. And we have so many people on Twitter saying, just counter it. You'll be fine. That's exactly the problem. Sometimes, yeah, that's the right move. But you always have to keep in mind that once you file that counter notification, the only thing that that rights holder can do from there, they can't file another notification and complaint. All they can do, their only remedy from there on out is to file a lawsuit against you. So you countering a DMCA is basically daring a major bottomless bank account record label to sue you. So you better be damn sure. We're going to make an example of you. Yeah. If you're going to file a counter, you better be damn sure that it's that it's true. And what's frustrating here is I, I am the first person to scream, that's not fair use. Stop calling it fair use. That's not how fair use works. But here, I actually kind of think it's fair use. And let me explain why. There's a case we've gone over numerous times called Lens v. Universal. It was a case about a YouTube video with a dancing baby, and boy, could that baby dance. And in the background was a Prince music video playing on the TV. You could kind of see the video and you could kind of hear the music. And Prince's record label at the time went after them and said, not today. And they sued him saying, you owe us, your video went viral. You owe us all that money. It's ours. You got famous off our money. And the judge on the case, not only did he say, absolutely not, this is fair use. No one is watching this video for the Prince song. They're watching it for the dancing baby. He also Set precedent. Austin, sound the precedent alarm. Precedent, precedent, precedent. Setting your things in stone. It's precedent. Say, we'll work on that. Saying, <laughs> saying that before you issue a DMCA takedown, you as the rights holder need to consider if it's fair use. So cut to Twitch. Someone sitting there on just chatting, talking to their fans. Let's say it's Cypher, but one of my favorite clients is sitting there talking to his audience and he's listening to music in the background. No one, not a single viewer on that stream is there because of the music. That's ah, good. I get some free music by watching Cypher talk. Exactly. No one's doing that. That's just background noise. It sets the mood. People are there to watch Cypher. He's creating something transformative. He's doing something completely different. He took experience. all of these different pieces and right, he created an experience. So I would argue this is fair use. However, the law does not agree with me yet. There's no policy change. There's been no lawsuit. There is absolutely nothing in the law that agrees with me. And until somebody litigates this, it's going to stay the same or until we have legislative change. Yes, Noah? So I would actually argue against that a little bit, Morrison. And the reason is because in the Dancing Baby case, their music was incidental to the video. However, if Cypher's going around playing ambient music, it creates an entire look and feel of his stream. And it adds to the experience. And it's something that artists should be compensated for. I'm not necessarily opposed to artists getting compensated the same way they get compensated for background noise in a bar. But there needs to be a better system worked out there. And I would argue that it is very much the same because that baby was only dancing because of the Prince song. However, that's not why people were watching the video. We should ask the baby. Long story short, this is a problem with archaic laws written for an internet that doesn't understand them. And vice versa, these laws like the DMCA were not created for newspapers. This is one of the few laws that was actually created for the internet. And without the DMCA, YouTube wouldn't exist. Twitch would not exist. It is one of the most important pieces of legislation. No one on this podcast is saying get rid of the DMCA. However, the takedown process needs to be examined and we need better protocol and repercussions for people abusing it. But Ryan, in the meantime, what can streamers do? 
In the meantime, and I know this sounds like a shameless plug, talk to an attorney. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's Noah. Obviously, I care if it's someone else. (laughs) Noah and myself are not the only attorneys who handle this. We're just the loudest on Twitter. There's plenty of law firms that I'm sure are happy to help you. We're obviously happy to help you. But everyone who's affected by this should speak to an attorney before they do anything. Because countering might result in a lawsuit and not countering might result in the termination of your channel. Don't have that fight alone. Talk to a lawyer. On the other side, there are way, way, way more important things going on in society right now that our legislators and governing eye should have an an eyeball on to fix. However, this is also something that needs to change at a legislative and policy level in America and throughout the world. And I really urge you to look at politicians like Ron Wyden and people like him who have been for decades advocating intelligently about technology and the problems surrounding it. I cannot urge you enough to support people like that, politicians out there fighting the good fight about your rights on the internet. When half of our politicians don't know how to open their email, we have other politicians here fighting really intelligently about the problems we're all facing. So please support those people. Give them a follow. It's at Ron Wyden on Twitter, W-Y-D-E-N. And I really urge you to do that. I'm not even going to plug my own Twitter this week because I think it's more important you follow him. But just kidding. I'm at Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) I am uh, at Robot Austin. And I know you all care about mine at Allie Rothman. And I'm at my lawyer friend. And you can follow the show at robot underscore Congress. We really appreciate uh, the emails and feedback on the new format. I know we broke from it this week to talk about a current event. Uh, But the deeper dives into older cases is super interesting. Email us anything you want us to take a look at. RobotCongresspodcast at gmail.com. And please leave us some fantastic reviews on the iTunes store, especially the iTunes store, because unfortunately, that's the one that matters. That's right. If you don't leave five stars on the iTunes store, we're going to set up a Patreon so Austin can pay rent that way. Don't make us do it. We don't want your money. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Bye, Craig. That was a HeadGum Podcast.